Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, a show we come for your regular geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted to be joined, as always, by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's DL. How are you, mate? Good morning, Tommy. Good morning, Vietnam. We're having tea. We're having tea together. We're still in the same room. I'm still baffled by this in some some respects. We never never go this early. Well, at least not in the same room. What a Um, delight. So it's nice. Nice to have tea with you here to talk about... Some uh, some good stuff. Some movies. Some mediocre stuff. Yeah. Some good stuff. <laughs> I was gonna say you yeah. setting the bar quiet. Yeah. For this yeah, we'll see. We'll see. How you we'll been? We'll see man? how good it is. I'm all right. I think you've given me the cold you've had. I did have a cold when we went and saw our main topic of the week, and uh, I think I still do because we only did that yesterday. And it's we both sound like crap, yeah, which yeah, is great. Not, good start of the episode. It's, <laughs> it's not fun, but it's not COVID. <laughs> hopefully, so. Fingers crossed it's um, not. We'll get, the, uh, we'll get the old tests out yeah. and, and see we, how we're doing. Yeah, we have time codes, guys, so you can jump to those before. You, if you don't like hearing about our, our symptoms. If you don't want to hear about symptoms. the things we've been up to. I mean, who doesn't yeah. want to hear about the things we've been uh, up not to? Even, yeah, not, not even just that, just all the banter about the cold. But what have you been up to besides uh, going to the movies to see this main event with me? Besides you giving me your cold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've been up to a couple of quite fun things, actually. I keep remembering things and going, oh, I should really talk about that on the show. Like, I do it without really consciously thinking about it. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, maybe, maybe Dre would be interested in talking. You got it. Yeah, you got to write <laughs> it down, man. Got to write I, down. I, got, I got a couple of good ones. I watched one thing, which I, I you tell me what you think. I'll give you the premise and, mm. and uh, I'll see what you think. But I found it really funny. I've not quite finished it yet. I'm about halfway through. It's a show from a couple of years ago and it's on Netflix. It's called, oh, sorry, it's on Disney. It's called Son of Zorn. Mm. And it sounds weird to begin with. It kind of is. It's this weird, quirky, like, He-Man ripoff, whereby the main character is this guy, Zorn. He's actually J- uh, voiced by Jason Sudeikis, who, he was in that Hitmonkey show I was talking about the other day as well, so he's, he's done actually a bunch of stuff. done a fair amount of He's like that, like, stuff. small, like, almost, he plays a Jewish guy in a bunch of stuff, right? I think he is Jewish. Jason, oh no, Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis Sorry, I'm thinking yeah. about a different Jason. It's Ted um, Lasso, isn't it? He, yeah, he's the guy that dated uh, Olivia Wilde for about a bit, right? Good for him. Yeah. And this is essentially right. So if you imagine that He-Man character like from the 80s, it was like a cartoon, right? Yeah. It's like an animated dude. But if you imagine ripping that out and putting that in the real world, just that cartoon and like everything around it and put, like bringing it to like like the now times, bringing it up to date. And he's got like this ex, ex-partner who's now engaged to someone else and he's trying to reconnect with his son, but he's like this battle warrior who just loves killing things and is like a bit wild. It's, it's just... It's a fish out of water in suburbia, and it's very fun. Is it Netflix? Original? It's Disney. It's, uh, oh. it's a Disney thing. And it was on, I think it was on Fox, and it got ca- unfortunately got canceled after one season. But God. it's, it's funny, see? It's crazy that you go, like, when I see that something's been canceled after one season, it's like an automatic no-watch for me. Well, Unless yeah. it's, like, critically acclaimed. Well, like, interestingly, crazy degree. yeah, I started watching it on one of my flights, and I was like, oh, this is great. So I carried on, and then I, but without realizing that it had uh, already been canceled. Yeah. So I'm now sort of, like, two-thirds halfway through and i'm Gotta like oh, i might as well just finish it like sure. i like it. it's fun the characters are all funny um i like the cast and it's about him trying to reconnect with his son like i say who's kind of half zetherian which is where he's from mm. but like it's just like his legs like you it's... know that, that old stupid joke when you're a kid like oh which half like if you say like oh, i'm half english and half irish oh which half yeah. But this takes it very literally, like it's just his little <laughs> legs. <laughs> it's pretty random. It's a good slapstick joke. Yeah, but then like a bunch of his like his animated characters come into the show at times as well. And like at one point, instead of buying his son a car, he buys him like a death bird, which is like <laughs> their version of transportation. It's it's got some good good times now. I like. I really okay. quite like but it. Anything else? I don't know if you'd be into it. 
Uh, I did actually watch as well the Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is the most oh, did recent you? one. Yeah, I watched that recently. How, how do you, was it just like Stranger Things 2.5? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but I also really quite enjoyed it. Like, I, I kind of yeah. went in with low expectations. Like, everyone I've seen is like, oh, it's not set in New York. And like, New York's obviously like a massive part of those initial two Ghostbusters movies. Yeah. And, and like, I feel like people put it down a lot. I mean, it does have a character literally called Podcast, which is a bit <laughs> a bit on the nose. It's a bit crap. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I liked some of the callbacks. Like the ending is a much like podcast, very much on the nose. Like you'd have to watch it. I'm not gonna ruin mm-hmm. it for you. But like I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. Like the characters are all a little bit sort of stereotypical, but so what? I had fun. Yeah. That's good. And that's I, the main thing. I would watch that, but I don't think I would ex- have great expectations from it. Um, and I think that's why I enjoyed it as much as I did. Like yeah. I didn't have expectations going into it. It's fun. Um, did you see the first episode of Moon Knight this week? I didn't. Have you not no, watched? no, it's on the it, list. This, but peek, peek behind the curtains. We're recording this very early for yeah, us. Yeah, like, like, like literally, like we fit. <laughs> the, first, the current episode hasn't even gone out yet. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. But um, no, I will watch it. I kind of like when I'm delayed on these things so that I can you yeah, know, watch a couple in a row. Um, and also, just like I've just you know got a lot on. And and to be honest, man, Deathloop has been taking up a lot of time. It's so cool. Um, so that's mainly you were telling you were telling yeah. me when we went to watch uh, when we went to watch our main topic yesterday. <laughs> Your partner was texting you like, "How do I turn this off?" And you're in the middle of a loop. Yeah, so this <laughs> that's the, it's it, it's it harkens back to like old video games, right? Where you couldn't save and shit. Oh yeah, in, in certain ways, which I which is I, obviously really really cool in a lot of ways because like it it makes it more challenging, right? You have to like there's actually a cost oh, yeah. for certain things and like making certain decisions you can't just like it's not like elder scrolls where you can just save every millisecond and never have any risk oh yeah um which i quite like to a degree but also is very inconvenient to the modern world and a busy oh, very life. inconvenient so like you'll be midway through a loop and like if you you know if you don't save and someone turns it off it resets to like a certain like you know a checkpoint but yeah the, these loops can be you can do a lot in them so you have to be kind of careful with what you uh how you, how you play it one of the i guess like one of the cool parts about this game is how you can basically like i'll, I'll pull out one example where it's like yeah please you're and i spoilers to this because i think a lot of people would i personally don't want wouldn't want someone to like know about the game before they play it. it's kind of fun not knowing and discovering as your character discovers sure but i'm going to talk about it so <laughs> just know that's coming um, kind, of, kind of mild spoilers yeah one what, basically you're trying how, to how far in are you sorry just for context I, I don't think i'm that far i'm far enough in though that i know like kind of what the main plot is about there's obviously a couple twists that i don't know yet but point being um there's the goal of the game is to assassinate a bunch of people yep within one day and the only i know the vague premise like it's there's a bunch of people that can sort of like herald the end of the world or something right and they uh you have to get to them all or just some of them basically there's like certain like in order to break the loop there's like eight people you have to kill in the same day okay and to do that like it's like you basically have to traverse these four areas of the world at different times of day to learn about what their whereabouts. It's like a detective story. Fun. And you basically have to string all that together, manipulate events so that they're all in places that are convenient enough for you to kill within a day's time. And so Ooh. one of the like... So you've, so you've got to manipulate the environment as much as... Yeah, by learning things about how, why they made certain decisions because they don't remember the decisions they made. Only so you're the only one who remembers. You're, they're like, there's like two characters, and that's the part that I don't understand why. So they're, I think I was trying to ask later. you this last week. They're I was trying to ask if yeah. the, the character in the game remembers the things you remember as in like the stuff he's done, but I don't think you quite understood what I was going to so, so yeah, he... Well, I didn't, under, I didn't know yet, I think. Now I'm far enough in that I do know. Okay. The main character you play, for some reason, has the ability to remember up to a point. He is Groundhog Day. He is Bill Murray. 
he like from the way the game starts and as you play on, he remembers. But before that, he didn't. So we know that there's a way for him to forget again. Oh. We just don't know how it could happen. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and then, but then like to the example of like the gameplay, why it's so cool. Like you, there's this one where like this one area is very different during the day and afternoon. But when you go at night, one of these guys you're supposed to kill is throwing this massive party, and it's like. You go into this new area. It's like this mansion that is only unlocked if you go at that time of the day. Interesting. And it's this fucking massive party with a bunch of people with like wolf masks. And you like stick out like a sore thumb when you enter and they all try and kill you, right? So the way you approach that to go kill that guy is like the first time you go there, you have to kill literally everyone. And there's like hundreds (laughs) of people. And it's like really hard. This is like Call of Duty. You get shot like three times, you die. Yeah, okay. And once you finally do it, and they all look the same. So you don't know which one is the assassin target, right? Like... So the first time you do it, like I set up a bunch of auto turrets, like hacked them and made them shoot everybody. And I like, still died like three, two of my three times. It was hard. Brilliant. And, but like I'm discovering as I've done that, I go search his mansion. I find new ways of like doing things. And I'm sure that like the next time I go there, I'll be able to like dress up as the DJ or dress yeah, up for as, sure. and like infiltrate it more slyly yeah. so that you don't like have this massive risk of having like a hundred people versus one. But it's like, like, it sounds a little bit like, um, I used to play a lot of Hitman growing up. Do you remember Hitman? Did you ever yeah, play that? Yeah. Sounds a bit like that, where you've kind of got to learn the environment and learn what's happening around you, but like way more intense. Like you've got to do all the different guys to kill. Yeah, and then another example of that, like the coolness of this is in another area, I found out that two of the other people I have to kill were invited to this party and didn't go for various reasons. So obviously like, I'm going to have to influence those people to go to the to go, party. So you can get three and at once. Get three in one. Yeah, like you can see how it's starting to form. It's pretty Interesting. cool. Maybe you could at some point convince them all to go. <laughs> well, that's a, and then like Maybe now I have dream. a sniper rifle, so I'd approach that that like situation way differently with that oh. because I do you keep your that. weapons as you there's a, there's a nuance to it you have to like pick which ones you keep based off of like a currency of kinds like and only those ones will carry through the loops well 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 this yeah. sounds way more interesting i'm still it's not very good at shooting cool game, games dude. but i'd give it a go it's it, honestly more stealth than shooting okay yeah we'll talk next week about a game i've been playing a bit of i'm i'm I've burnt through my what I've been up to is already so, but we'll. I've been playing the game too, and I'm I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about it because I'd love to know your reaction. Yeah, let's but do it. This in general just sounds like it's really grasped you in a way other games haven't. It's really creative, man. Yeah, it's really and like there's so much choice involved. You can really tackle things in a bunch of different ways. It's like Groundhog Day how you, hit, man. Yeah, depending on how you like to to play. Um, and, and it's quite interesting because that Groundhog Day. Sorry to interrupt. That Groundhog Day sort of. Um, I don't know. It's almost a trope now, like I'd say. That's been done to death in like in TV games? and cinema, oh. but not really in video games. Like, I don't know many... because vi- I mean, that is the video game trope. Like You die, you respawn at a certain point, and you've got to go through certain things. They've again. made it more believable. Like, yeah. This actually feels like a, a movie, not oh. a game, because of the way they've like manipulated it. Like, right. it, it very much... Like, not you, Frank Grillo's boss level from 2021. No, but you, but you could like <laughs> adapt this in a really cool way I think, okay. into a movie. I mean, I'm sure somebody Well, we just try. talked about it. Yeah. Frank Grillo's boss level. Like, come on, man. Remember, we did a podcast. <laughs> Which one? Frank Grillo's it, boss but level. But it's, it's <laughs> kind of, yes. <laughs> but it's like cooler than that because it's like less of a mystery, that one. Interesting. Um, That's so cool though. Like, I like the idea of there being multiple targets and you can manipulate them to do different things. Like, and they all know him. That's the other it. part. It's yeah. like personal. There's like relationships between everyone. Right. And you're all learning those relationships. You're, because he's forgotten them. Yes. Uh, it's very cool. Um, interesting. Finished Castlevania season three. Oh, that was quick. Just this morning. Um, yeah, I, I, bur- I think I was farther along than I thought when I told you I was on episode six. I was actually on episode like eight or something. Oh, right, okay. Which Is goes to episodes? show, yeah, which goes to show like this season was quite boring because I thought I was at the middle and I was actually yeah. at the end. Not as good as the other ones. The animation wasn't as good. It felt like it oh, felt like it's like like they got second rate drawers for this one as animators as opposed to the first two seasons. Still liked it, but there was a lot of like 
weird sex stuff. Do you remember that? In Maybe three? I haven't seen season three. I don't think you have because like this season is super weird. I feel like it would be weird enough that you would remember <laughs> how weird it was. Like there, like there's all sorts of weird sex stuff. Okay, on. I don't even want to like tackle it all. Sounds like, like it fits y'all's mold I, perfectly. I, I for sure, <laughs> I would only want to tackle it if you knew what I was talking about because okay. I couldn't handle the, like the weird stares <laughs> that like. I'm sure I could handle it. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, it's just there's like there's like also like the vampires getting fucked by this random like Japanese dude huh. that just show up to the castle and you're like, what is going on? And like, just, just I don't want to spoil it for you, but like, I, they randomly just like approach him in bed and like, like the dude's like banging him, and huh. the chick is like, it's very very graphic. At the same time, this other guy's full, going full like I don't know BDSM with this other vampire. It was like it was this like two episodes of full on like softcore porn. I was yeah. like, this is not. How's your partner enjoying this? I start well, it, <laughs> dude, exactly. Like I'm watching this show, which is already nerdy enough, and then like she comes in with this, and she's like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, <laughs> "I swear, you can, you can you can claim it's for the podcast." You're like, "Ah, oh, Tommy's making me watch it for the podcast." I didn't know that it was gonna turn into this weird like I don't know it's anime porn. I mean, in, show. in like a lot of the books and stuff, vampires are big into weird sex stuff, which isn't going to come through, unfortunately, in our, in our uh, main topic today. I'm not necessarily. Fortunately, unfortunately, yeah, I'm not sure yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> that for this one, unfortunately, I think that, uh, I'm like not think- saying you can't have it. I'm just saying it all happened in like a span of two episodes randomly. <laughs> and it was just like, it's like they all got horny when they were writing and they got to the end of the season. We're like, we need to put some sex stuff in. And I was just like, it just like came out of nowhere. I was like kind of assaulted by it all, you know? Anyway, as long as they weren't been assaulted, that's the main thing. Yes, well, one of them. Anyway, you you, you can feel triggered by it. That's I digress, uh, <laughs> but that's cool. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those shows that I feel like maybe had a lull in season four might be better, but I, 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 I will think watch they renewed it for season five. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Like, I think it's probably got a cult following. Um, and then I tried. Netflix to... isn't good with cult followings though. They don't give a shit. They're just like meh. Yeah, true, true. I if tried. They don't like it. It's gone. That that is very true, actually. But I, I mean, Castlevania, like, it's got a big audience. Yeah, big. Like, yeah, there's a lot big. of like. The, Even you watched it, like the ICB. Exactly, the ideal customer profile for it is like probably quite large. It's getting real nerdy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who was it? Who was saying had a? <laughs> I was doing a, a corporate business plan. Yeah, and it's that, like very salesy. What was that? Said that? Yeah, that was one of our uh, podcasts a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about somebody having a corporate sales plan. Oh, they anyway. had like a mission statement. Yeah, that was Batman's it. Mission. Was it the Batman's Batman's corporate <laughs> statement. <laughs> <laughs> it changes from vengeance to hope. Yeah, he, he does. He does convert pretty strongly there. <laughs> you got um, anything else you've been up to? Faster than Facebook with Meta. Um, yeah, I mean, I started. I continued to watch like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Gail was watching some organization show on Netflix. It's like a, literally a huh. show about how people organize houses. I was like, oh wow, the most despicable piece of content that I. Could but ever. that's so that's so her though. Right? It do, it, like it is so her, but I'm wondering like how many more of her are there? Oh, so many. Apparently a lot. Just go on YouTube. Because the show could be made on Netflix that has got two seasons. Wow. Renewed for a third. We anyway. we actually watched the thing very briefly the other day, and I managed to get it turned off quite quickly. It was called Is It Cake on Netflix. Oh, you told me about this. So terrible. The yeah. worst thing I've ever had to endure. And that, and that's including things like maths that my partner watches and what else did she watch? She's watching last night a thing about selling sunsets. Oh man, it was so good. Selling sunset, at least like it's like uh, it's the worst, but it's like real estate. So I'm like, oh, the houses are kind of like if I have to have. It's nice to see the houses. The houses are nice, and like the late, like while well, as fake as they are, the real estate agents usually aren't terrible to look at. So I'm like, okay, this mm. is better than people putting. It's all dudes. 
Which one are you watching? I'm thinking about this. What's the one that's based in Sydney? That's not Sterling. Oh, no. She was watching that too. Lux Listing. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awful. No, I, I, I hear you. It, it, it is all dudes. And it's all like Eastern Suburb Schnobs dudes. Yeah. Southern Sunset is all the all the hot looking Hollywood chicks. chicks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they're all like, you know, 40 year olds and very fake, like everything. <laughs> but anyway. Um, no, yeah, it's the organized shows is definitely worse than Selling Sunset. I'll give you that. Okay. I'm, I'm glad we've, we've ranked these. I know, um, <laughs> I know if my partner ever goes into, <laughs> into organization shows, it's time to turn Yeah, no, you need to leave. The, I mean, then the last thing, the plain girl, which Gail was watching, I don't know. It's on Stan. It's like a Stan original. It's about this girl that convinced her boyfriend to commit suicide or something. It was a big Whoa. story back in like, I don't know, five years ago or something. It's and pretty she, deep. And she got, it's, yeah, it's very fucking fucked up. I don't know why she was watching it. But I had those in the background, and I was trying to convince her to watch Dairy Girls because it looks Dairy fucking Girl. hilarious. <laughs> You're into some weird stuff, Dude, man. Dairy Girls. You flip-flop so Dairy so Girls looks so funny. It's like this sitcom about a bunch of Irish girls in Dairy. Yeah, I, I kind of guessed that like, it's from the so, time. It looks so funny. I, I like the, the trailer. I was like, I'm in. I want to watch this. I'll watch the trailer later. It looks like the in-betweeners, but for Irish girls. Okay. All right. I mean, you're selling it to me in that respect. That's, that's pretty good. Like, that's a, you would watch that. The in-betweeners is an old-timer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It looks like it has All that right. kind of potential. All right. All right. I'll hold judgment. Withhold judgment until you come back to me next week and tell me it's crap. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of Moon Knight I mentioned before, have you heard, by the way, moving swiftly along from your weird... Um, <laughs> I, had a, I had a bunch of your shit Your weird this week, TV yeah. list. Um, did you hear that... Revision on last week. I said that, and that Moon Knight might not be in the MCU. It's been confirmed that it apparently is. I, I told you. You did. All right. <laughs> uh, producer Grant Curtis confirmed that I was, of course, wrong. But I think it's more the point. Tradition. Yeah. I think it's more the point they moved away from just doing it in New York. Because every, every, and we're going to talk about this later, every MCU or every superhero movie seems to be in New yeah, York. Yeah, it's true. It's like, fuck, New York must never get a break. <laughs> Can you imagine just you going to work every day and some shit's happening? <laughs> All the time, dude. Hulk just smashes your yeah, car and you're like, like oh, dude, man. fuck this. There's never peace. Yeah, like, you can never get insurance yeah, for anything. Like it would be like it'd be like earthquake insurance in California. <laughs> yeah. You pay like your entire fucking life savings. <laughs> also, it's just like surely they'd like these plots would run into each other. Like you'd have like wow. Morbius flying around like a bat, Spider Man like trying to take out Doctor Strange. You'd be like, hey guys, wait, we're in each other's sets. Like, <laughs> like it's too much. I was thinking that, like, what about Ohio? Don't they need a superhero? Just pick a random spot. Detroit is, the crime rate is absurd. They need a superhero. (laughs) Well, that's maybe where the Batman's Get there, yeah, (laughs) dude. Well, you know what's funny, actually? I was going to mention in uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, I said that it's not set in New York. I really like that about it. Like, it was set in this, like, kind of, like, hick town in the middle of nowhere, and it was, like, uh, it was all basically like a farming community and stuff. I was like, I actually really like that. For once, I'm not just staring at New York or like a version of New York. But yeah, it's actually said in London, Moon Knight, which I enjoyed a lot. And it's very, I mean, his, his British accent, you might find it's not the best, but it's it's passable. It's better than some we've seen, we've listened to. Is it better than Benedict Arnold or Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent? Probably. Probably. It's not Not a lot worse than that accent. That's a really bad accent. It's not a strong, yes. Well, carrying on then, did you hear this week that the Game of Thrones spinoff House of the Dragon has finally been given a release date. Is it August 8th? Uh, it is August 21st. 21st. Now, what I want to know from you is, yeah. on a scale of Jamie Lannister's meh to incest with Cersei, how pumped are you for this? <laughs> the things I do for love? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, you know, it, it's weird. And I'm spoiling what we talked about today, or what we will talk about today. After seeing, uh, what's his name? Uh, Matt... Smith. Matt Smith in mm. Morbius. He's a good actor. 
I'm kind of intrigued mm. to say the least. And like, there's a couple other guys that are good actors and it like, obviously it's going to come down to the writing. Yeah. Cool. But, uh, and, but like, I'm, uh, I'm excited. Well, it's interesting this one because it doesn't have any books really to go off in terms of like, in terms of the, the full big broad structure and the, how it plays out in terms of the story. So it's, it's completely written by pretty much the who, who whoever the writers for there, the there's show like is. some content that like there's definitely content they can draw yeah they from. can there's pull lore. from yeah there's pull from there's the less lore, but they can't pull from though. the like they yeah. can't take direct exactly. right they can't take direct lines yep. from like very few at least so it's interesting yeah so yeah. you're you're not quite full incest yet you're i'm not full incest because here's the deal like, <laughs> that was a weird way of saying a, that. that's disgusting <laughs> b because it's it's like i'm a, I'm, a, I'm having a hard time understanding how they're gonna like the whole cool part about Game of Thrones was like there was always this political intrigue, but there was always this overarching thing that everyone that was reading it or watching it yeah. knew mattered, but no mm. one else did except for a few small characters yeah. and you knew it was building towards. It's a bit that. like climate change. Yeah, like true. What <laughs> what is this going to be building towards? Yeah, good po- oh, well, you know? I, sp- I suppose the Doom of Valyria. No, because it's after that. Oh, so really? It, like it could be it could be talking. It would be giving cool things about that. That would be that'd, be that'd be one thing where it'd be interesting. Like because you want you know, world around this family that's infighting because it's going to be about the infighting, I'm pretty sure. Sure. There's a big civil war and that's, I think that's what this is going to be about. But the, like, maybe it will start leading to things that like, you would hope that it would seed stuff about the prophecies sure. that would lead to like Daenerys or John or even Rhaegar. Like if they do stuff like that and expand the world a bit, like I think it'll be really, really cool because it'll be a good opportunity. If they just make it like too small, it's kind of like, well, what are we building towards other than just there's cool dragons and they're fighting each other. There needs to be more at stake than just that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just because I mean like dragons are just like a cheat cheat code, right? Yes. I feel like the more they lean into that, like the show did, the less about the political intrigue it's going to be. So I'm hoping they take a bit of a back, as much as cool as they would be to see. And everyone wants to see dragons, right? Everyone wants that. But I hope they take a bit of a backseat. Well, it gives an, them an opportunity to explore like all these other parts of the political intrigue because yeah. there is a shit ton that they didn't really talk about in the show because it's all south, like the high towers. Like they're very famous in the books, but you don't hear anything about them in the show. And this would be a good expo- like time to build on that. Anyway, do you think we should do an, an episode on that, uh, an episode on the original Game of Thrones, at least one. Like maybe How do, do you season one? one, maybe do season one or something before we start this show. Maybe you see the last season. Yuck. <laughs> I'm I'm open to it. I, I'd almost be down to do like an episode where it's like, what could this be about? And like, but that could be. See, something. I don't know enough about it. Like, that would just yeah. be you talking at me for an hour, True. which I <laughs> which I do anyway. <laughs> so he doesn't want to do that on air as well. <laughs> do that anyway. No, fair enough. But we, I just think like season one, it's so good. Like, what are you going to talk about? Like, what are you going to? Cr- I thought season one was one of the best adaptions. Yeah, absolutely. You could be critiquing television. how like, yeah. against how it ends up. Like, I think. The reason I like season one is I've told, said this so many times is the budgetary constraints. That's why I like it. Yeah. So maybe I don't know. We'll we'll think about that. I'd like yeah, to do something can. Game of Thrones. Dude, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed. All right. Well, have you heard this week? Did you ever watch a show? Did you get this in the states? Now we did, and it was really random because it was uh, commentated over by a British comedian who was in a show called Red Dwarf, which you probably never heard of. It's one of my all-time favorite yeah, shows. Talked about this one a bunch. I have, but did you watch growing up a show called Takeshi's Castle? Sounds familiar. Is it a cartoon? It's, no, it's like, it's it's a game show. It's like, you know how like game shows in Asia are just like mental? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's a bit of a stereotype, but. No, regularly... but I mean like there's a reason. Yeah. There's, there's like, there's yeah. all sorts of like, isn't like the Ninja Warrior originally a. It's, a, it's all right. Imagine yeah. Ninja Warrior. But it's originally but, like a Japanese show that's crazy. I think it might. Something like I'm that. not going to guess. I think which, they stole it. It's from a part of Asia, right? 
it's imagine Ninja Warrior, but each of the sections of it is split into its own like course, and it's nuts. Like there's random people in there to like throw you out of the game. There's like so like for example there there is there is one part of it where if you imagine just like a row. Uh, like a row of doors with a row of doors behind it with a row of doors behind it with a row of doors behind it and you've got to pick the door to run through yeah so you either run through like what's essentially like an open door one might be paper one is just like a solid wall yeah and one's like a net yeah 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 so like but then like you might get through and you're like yeah i'm through and the next one there's a dude behind it who's trying to like either speed (laughs) you up or throw you out of the game it's stuff like that and it's it's hilarious. I've n- I think I've seen one person win it in my entire life. So wait, where do, how do we get on this topic? Well, I'm about to say. <laughs> this, <laughs> I do know what you're talking about. Okay. But where are we going? <laughs> this fantastic, fantastic show is. It's been reported by the Independent that Amazon Prime is going to bring it back. Now this was a pivotal, fi- pivotal show for me growing up. Like it was, ah, oh, it was amazing. Like it made me want to do martial arts as a kid. Yeah. So I mean, it's got nothing to do with martial arts, but for some reason, it made me want like yeah. that made me want to do that. And I, I would love to see an updated version of this. Like, how do you bring this to, like, 2022? It was quite of, problematic. Oh, I was going to say, a lot of, like, uh, do not, you will not sue me forms. Waiver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Waiver yeah. all rights to sue forms. A hundred percent. I'm excited for that, man. Like, I just clearly waxed lyrical about it for, like, five no, yeah, minutes. I'm, I'm, I'd be keen to watch it. I it's mean, a very fun show. And, like, the, the closing of it is you get, like, these little, uh, like, go-kart things. If you get to the final, there's no promise that anyone out of the 100 contestants get to the final. 100. You get these little go-kart things, and you, there's like, say there's five of you. They put the same amount uh, of the enemy guards against you, and you drive around, and you have to, with a water pistol, shoot their little paper. Well, they've got like a little paper circle on top of their, their go-kart, <laughs> and you've got to shoot theirs. So it's just you driving and shooting, but then but on their side, they've got one person driving and one person shooting with a more high-powered water gun. So you're screwed. So there's just no way of winning. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen one person win it, like I say. It's brilliant. It's That's so awesome. much fun. No, it sounds fun. It sounds like something you'd like wake up at 2 a.m. in the 90s and it would just be on television somewhere. It's the type of nonsense yeah. that we don't get on TV anymore, and I miss. Yeah. I miss a lot. Did, did you hear that Jim Carrey may retire from acting after Sonic? I did too, hear about this. Which is just a weird one to end on, mate. It's a weird one to end on, but at the same time, I feel like he's just a bit like over Hollywood. Yeah, probably. I can see that. Yeah. Just like, I, fuck this. Yeah, maybe Sonic 2 drove him to retire. <laughs> I don't think so. He was really keen to come uh, back for a second one after uh, the first one. And then Will Smith also is retiring from the Academy just after his uh, little escapade we there. We do have a bit of correspondence about that later in the show, yeah. so maybe we'll Talk hold off talking about Yeah, yeah, that. we can. I, was just, I just noted, like, okay, like, fair enough, like. Yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll, well talk about it. Well, he wins his Oscar and then, like, mic drops. Yeah. I feel like that's a good way to go out. That is, I guess. <laughs> who, um, win, who wins that fight, by the way? You put Chris Rock and Will Smith in an octagon. I, mean, UFC I think pretty style. obviously Will Smith, but... You say that. Chris, yeah. Chris Rock, right? I'm, it's right Chris person. Rock is everywhere right now. He's in a bunch of movies. Well, he's... It's weird. I feel like he'd be... I feel like he'd just be scrappy. He would be, but Will Smith would beat his ass for sure. <laughs> Like, He's from West Philadelphia, born and raised. Born of course he would. <laughs> um, Did you also hear this week that the Obi-Wan Kenobi series apparently has been pushed two whole days? But They're giving us two episodes. We're getting two episodes. Yeah, yeah I did see that. I've been quite excited about that. I wonder if that... So the last time that happened was WandaVision, and that was because the first episode was weird. Do you think it's going to be a similar thing where they're like, oh, this first episode might put a few people off. Let's give them two at once. It could be. I mean, like, that's the only thing. Well, I why was it pushed? Well, that's a great question, but it's because that might be everything's coming out on a Wednesday at the moment on Disney. So I wonder if they're pushing it to Fridays for this, so more mm. people are likely to get into it. Yeah, I think it's more just like they want 
it's probably like a really intro episode and they want to like create some fever. Okay. You know, some hype. Keep people hyped for it. Yeah, yeah that, that's fair enough actually because I mean, he does need a bit of a reintroduction. Yeah. Like we haven't seen this version of him in a long time. Yeah, it'll probably be a slow first episode and they're like, we don't want to just, we want some bang. With hello there. Yeah. It's just him saying that like the whole time. Hello <laughs> there. Waving his hands. These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I love old Alex Guinness. Well, if you guys have heard anything we haven't talked about this week, please hit us up at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or the Podcast Assemble at gmail.com. We, we love when we get news from people. We have one, I think, in our correspondence coming up later on, along with a bit of Oscar talk. So right. before we move on, final bit of news for the week. Did you hear this week that Michael Bay's ambulance is out? It, the critics are seeing it, and they are loving it. it you heard it from me first, boys. It bafflingly has... 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is like, not a strong rating, but for a Michael Bay movie, yes. For a flack, it's about yeah. a two dudes in an ambulance, yeah. like, like um, <laughs> trying to rob a bank. This movie was like one of the ones I listed and I think you my did? most excited because I honestly couldn't find anything else. But I, I had a feeling, I was like, Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't do a Michael Bay movie. No. Unless it's like somewhat good script. Jake Gyllenhaal's really like come about in the last five to ten-ish years. Like, he's really selective over his scripts. So that's my point. This must be big. Yeah, that's my point. I'm ex- I'm genuinely, we saw the trailer for this before the movie we went to see for the podcast. And I was like, all right. It's okay. intense. Yeah. There's a lot there in that trailer. It's a very long trailer. I guess it shows that they're both former army soldiers and now they're sort of doing ops to, well, they're robbing banks, basically, right? Yeah. I, I feel like the trailer was so long that I do know exactly all the stuff that happens. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's just yeah. going to be more yeah, about yeah. like when and how. It's, it's, it's classic, like, well, not even Michael Bay, but classic movie trailers nowadays. Like, yeah. I just know exactly what's going to happen in this movie. Yeah. But like, speaking of movies with an absolutely exceptional, by the sounds of it, critical reception, do you want to preface our main, our topic? main topic for today? And we'll get into that. Exceptional critical. I don't know about that, but... Well, today this way, com- comparatively, this is exceptional. Yeah, today we're talking about Morbius because why, Tommy? I, I guess because you make me do. I did. I made you do terrible this. things. <laughs> terrible, terrible things. <laughs> um, you know what? The sad thing about this is, and I don't want to go too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But like, it wasn't terrible enough that I was like, I can really rip this to pieces, and it wasn't. It obviously wasn't good. So it's just sort of in that middle ground where I'm like... This could oh, be our new rating system. It could easily be. Yeah. Well, actually, funnily enough, when we get to that, I, <laughs> I do have a rating system just for this movie for okay, you. Okay. Just for this one. We're putting Aquaman aside for the day. Um, but do you want to give me your stupid plot summary before we get into it? Yeah. Um, Morbius. So stupid plot summary. Marvelized Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde if it was a 90s Marvel movie. Okay. And Dr. Jackal's best mate had a serious Napoleon complex. <laughs> That is very true. I like yeah, that. You like I like it? that a lot. I don't know how funny it is, but it's it's accurate. I think I, I didn't I didn't go I, I didn't I didn't connect the dots with the complexes, so I like how I like what you yeah, went with. Yeah, I mean, well I, I I don't even know if it's Napoleon complex, but he's got something wrong. He go, he breaks bad fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very fast. Anyway, uh let's let's I could t- tell you mine. I really struggled to actually find anything for this. So what I did was I went on Letterboxd, which is a movie, um, people probably know this, but it's a movie review site. Mm -hmm. And I just picked the very first one, which is a review by Tyler, who gives it one star and says, Jared Leto is like King Midas, except everything he touches turns to shit. (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't think that's entirely fair. I get like, maybe maybe for the movie, it it was the first one. It is funny. But like, because he does like, 
do, and we'll talk about this, I guess, in a bit when we get to like performances. He does do great performances, but the guy can't do anything like remotely middle ground. No, well, it's either like extremely, extremely out there or extremely, extremely cheesy and bad. I feel like if it's not a serious movie, he just doesn't know how to handle himself. Yeah, no, it's true. Look, before we get into that, then why don't you guess me the IMDb score for this? Considering that was a letterbox review. <laughs> uh, four, eight. Very good. It's four nine. Wow. I thought it was going to be way lower. Wow. Well, you're going to be very interested. When I IMDb never really ever gets to like the twos unless it's like a very some, famously bad it. movie. Yeah, yeah. Someone always likes it. What do you reckon the Rotten Tomatoes score is? Like 20%. 16%. Yeah. <laughs> One six. Because like, all, like the critics would just destroy this movie. They, they yeah. pretty much did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Metacritic finally. What do you reckon? Uh, 24. It's 37. So that's actually okay. higher than I expected. Oh, yeah. Metacritic. You said this last week. I just don't know where to go with it. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to guess. I'd love to see 100% on Metacritic it what doesn't that exist. would look like. There's, there's well, it costs doesn't. But. There's always some dickhead, right? No, this is there's terrible. There's always one. Well, the director of this was Daniel Espinosa, who is known for Joe Safe House with Ryan Reynolds and Denzel Washington. It's from about mid, late 2000s. Does it have Jodie Foster? No, no, no. It's Like I say, it's Ryan Reynolds and Denzel. And essentially, I think Denzel is a prisoner and then... The safe I, house he's in gets attacked and Ryan Reynolds has to get him out. I don't know. I think Not, I do vaguely remember that, but I may, I'm also mixing up with another movie with Jodie Foster. Okay, it's fine. Where it's, it also, it's like Safe Room. Oh, oh, safe, <laughs> safe Room, yeah, yeah. Safe Room, yeah. 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 Not, not quite the same, close though. <laughs> I don't know. Similar wording. I like what you yeah. did there. No, uh, just, it's my brain. And also but known for Life. Did you see that one? I think I had, Life was Ryan Reynolds as well. It was, Jake Gyllenhaal too, I think. I didn't see it because I heard it got bad reviews. Oh, because I... I quite like the look of it when I saw the trailer. Same, but then I saw like it. 36 on Ryan. I was like, ooh. Oh, is it that bad? I, I don't know. It, so it, was, it wasn't great. Well, it makes sense considering this movie. But anyway, this stars Jared Leto as the titular uh, Dr. Michelangelo Morbioso. Uh, it's got Matt Smith. It's got uh, Adriana Arjuno. Jared Harris is in this for some reason. Poor guy. <laughs> Thank God, uh, Tyrese Gibson is also in this for I'm not entirely sure what reason. But last week we talked about goofy IMDb pictures and we decided we were going to Give Mark Kazmir Dinovitz Jr. his leave. He's won four or five in a row now. Yeah, we needed him to, to retire. So I had to pick two from this movie to, to share with you. Okay, and okay. I'm not going to lie to you. It was pretty fucking hard. Meaning that most people actually know what they're doing. Uh, no. I just think there were a lot of bad IMDb pictures ah, in this movie. Okay. So I shared with you two. The first one is, is, is a guy. Let me just find his name. I've lost him. <laughs> this, is not, this is not an IMDb. The first one <laughs> is Barry Ed, and he is newspaper vendor. And he has got a totally Vikings vibe going on in this picture. <laughs> this is just like his only thing he's ever been in. Yeah, in yeah. But the next one, I'm sorry. Like, it's let's, not even a debate. Yeah, let's talk about the second one. Now, the <laughs> second one is Adam Darlington. Oh, if, if, you could, if I told you that his role in this movie was NY Homeless Man. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't get that from this picture. He doesn't look homeless. He, he looks like, this looks like the Snapchat that he's sending. That's literally what I wrote. He's sending to a chick that's like, uh, well, you do it. Sliding 2 a.m. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just like, he's not getting a response. Let me he tell you. He ain't getting no response yeah. to this. This is awful. Yeah. And this is his IMDb picture. That's ridiculous. On the film Morbius, which. There's like an open door in the background. Yeah. It's like, it's like his bathroom. <laughs> so, like, we laugh at some of these pictures regularly, but this is just bad. It's, it's almost like his, his PR person said, Oh, do you got any? Can, can you send me a picture of yourself? Yeah, and, and he, he literally took it after taking a shit. <laughs> he didn't even <laughs> shut the door yet, and it's like a little selfie. It is Brilliant. a selfie for sure. So we're saying that Adam Darlington is certainly the winner this week. Yeah, I mean, 
Four out of him. I was expecting Jared Leto's IMDb to pick to be the lead singer of uh, Evanescence or something. So that's the fact that his is actually you know, a nice picture. Actually, Jared Leto's not a terrible picture. I quite like his. No, it is. It's, it's actually totally fine, but, you know, given everything else in the film. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we'll talk about that now then. Let's talk about the plot. Let's talk about what happens in this movie. What did you, what did you think? Uh, what did I write? I did. I think I was rather flippant. Um, <laughs> what did I think about? Like, do we just do a normal plot summary? Did Let's I, just talk a bit about the plot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did I like the story? Um, no, <laughs> no. Uh, what great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, no. Do bats actually devour humans? No. No. I don't think they do. Do even vampire try- bats? Like they kind of they eat cows by licking them, but it's like. Like a, it's like a bladed tongue. Yeah. It's like just a little they bit tried to like liken them to piranhas in some strange way. Which is just they? not a thing. No, it's not. I mean, they could have at least like prefaced it with like, oh, he discovered this new bat in the depths of Costa Rica. Well, they but, didn't. But they didn't. But look, um, Michelangelo Mobioso, uh, he's a doctor who wants to cure his, well, uh, nondescript blood-based Yeah, ailments. he attempts to cure an incurable blood disease. And somehow accidentally becomes a vampire. Yeah, funded by his childhood yes. friend, trust mate, uh, trust fund mate, trust fund baby, with as who has the same affliction. His name's Milo or Milo or Lucius or something, with an extremely risky, highly experimental treatment involving crossing human DNA with bats. You guessed it; it goes wrong. Who would have guessed? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't actually work out. <laughs> so bad. Um, he even calls it a serum in this. I'm like, stop trying to pretend you're the MCU. This doesn't. This isn't what happens here. Are serums like singularly in the MCU? What is the serum? Serum. Serum. What uh, is the serum? Captain serum? America serum. Oh, uh, yeah, true. true. It gets all... Well, that's through so much of it. Look, the word I'd use to describe this movie is just disjointed. It just... so There are so many bits and nothing quite feels right. Like, I feel like they've clearly filmed a lot of this and then gone, oh, maybe we can just change this a bit. Like, uh, I'm not sure. But the performances in this kind of baffle me because I feel like everyone's on cruise control. Then you've got Matt Smith who is hamming the shit out of this. Yeah, he's doing his best. He's so good in this. I think that, like, everyone's on cruise control as a result of this movie having, like, no, like, why do I care? I just didn't understand why I was supposed to care. It was just, like, there was no overarching thing to care about. No. Um, other than, I guess, like, Jared Leto, but, like... Jared Leto was, like, this sort of stoic, yeah. kind of, like, wannabe do-gooder who just... I don't understand... I just don't understand his... Like, I understand his motivations, but, like... If you know it's not, if you know it, you have to go into international waters to test this new thing on yourself. It's probably not going to work. So, like, just come on, dude. Yeah. Well, I just like the vampire part wasn't even cool. No. So it's like when that's not cool, and also I'm not really caring about the story because it doesn't really tie into anything else, and it's just this random dude. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk it, about it's, that. It's like, why do I care about this doctor? And yeah, he was I, right, but there was really no stakes for me. So it was like hey, I just stakes. I like we did that. I didn't vampires. care. <laughs> <laughs> there literally weren't any stakes in this. I would have loved him to I, just get yeah, staked through the did not. I didn't love it. Even but, as uh, a joke. Um, I, actually, so I actually really feel like when, when this was sort of being made, Matt Smith, I, I mentioned him as probably the best part of the movie. I feel like he realized he, this was a bit of a dud. Yeah. And he was just like, you know what? I'm going to have a ton of fun with this. You could tell he was having fun. Honestly, even Jared Leto like, wasn't terrible acting. Like There was a couple of bad lines, but even the dialogue wasn't bad. It's just like, didn't didn't really matter. Nothing no. mattered. It didn't no. really have any big any weight to it. And Jared Harris was good. And thank God he was in it because his scenes were like actually watchable. And yeah, Jared know, Harris is great. Like, he's me, a lovely actor. Jared, Jared Harris. I need to like basically watch anything else he's in because I've seen him in Chernobyl now and even this. I was like, man, he's every good. scene you're in, you steal the scene. I, w- one thing I did write down was that 
like Tyrese Gibson. I forgot he was. Why does he keep getting roles in Hollywood? Like he's a blank slate. He's in Fast because of Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I I get it, but he's not good in that either. But like it attracts people. That's true. I'm giving you the answer. It may not be the answer you want to hear. That's interesting though. Like, do you think so? He, you think he is a draw in Hollywood? I think that like for certain dumb act, like dumb viewers. So you're gonna go with the this tried to get the dumb viewership in. Yes. Wow. Don't you think? Maybe they were just like. Is that insulting to to people? I I I don't know. Not dumb, but just like you know, like look. I think my my partner is a is a dumb viewer. She's a great person, but her movie taste tailors to the like unsophisticated. <laughs> like I just think that, that brutal. I just think that there are people that like that. We're going for lunch after this. I'm going to tell you said yeah, that. Please do. <laughs> there, there's there's people that like to get out like don't like to think when they're getting their entertainment. And that's what like that guy's movies Fair. do. And Fair. like I'm not of that ilk. I, I yeah, and that's one thing I've written here, right? I feel like this is very much a early 2000s script for a movie. That's what I'm saying. For, for the people who don't think and go and see comic book movies be- because... It felt like a pre-MCU Marvel movie. It really did. It felt like none yeah. of the last 20 years has happened, yeah. you know? Like, um, even even Spider-Man 2001 was better than this. Like, yeah. significantly better than this. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did put was, when I was talking about the performances, that the humor in this. And there were times when I turned to you in the cinema and I was like, why Why are they quipping? Like, it was out of place. Was, well, by there, you mean that one guy. Yeah, the one guy. Yeah, <laughs> it was much, literally yeah. one guy. FBI agent Rodriguez. Yeah. And His it, jokes were just totally inconsistent yeah. with the scenes they were in. Yeah, and it was, like, consistent. Like, well, that was the that was the one part where, like, for a vampire movie, this wasn't scary at all. What? It should have been scary. Like, it's a vampire movie. Well, let's talk about action then for a second, because yeah. I think that sort of flips into that. I genuinely thought the first scene on the boat, now that's actually direct from the comics. Like mm. he, do, he, they do go into international waters to try this new serum on himself, whatever you want to call it. And I actually quite liked that first scene when he first turned and he was just pure aggression and he couldn't control himself. Yeah. And he go, I mean, it's in the trailer. Like you can see it. He that goes one. around the ship and he destroys all of the, what were they? Uh, mercenaries. Yeah. That one reminded me of Spider-Man two with Doc Ock. Like the first time. Sure. The first yeah. Doc Ock scene. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like that did a good job. For the main reason I feel like that did a good job was because you didn't see a lot of the vampire. You just, it was like creeping horror. It was like yeah, in yeah. the background. But then you just, they show him straight away. But that <laughs> so was like pretty much it thing. though. Like that's the only bit of that you got. That's Otherwise, what I'm saying. it was like a big smoky CGI orgy fest. Yeah. And that was my problem with this. Like whenever the vampires were doing something on screen, anything on screen, it was just like yeah. big purple blur it was purple what's happening with wearing purple a purple blurs? jacket or something do you reckon the purple was because of his jacket or do you reckon it was because he wasn't drinking human blood i think it was because of his jacket okay <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about i think his lining was purple this sort of links into the pacing then what did you yeah. think of the pacing like of the movie like, um this is where i thought disjointed came up quite well yeah i, I feel like I'm, I'm going to say the pacing wasn't like i was just bored there was nothing really wrong with it yeah i was just bored that's sad, isn't it? I, I don't. I can't. I don't have any like things special to say. I was just like, when is this gonna be over? It's so hard. Yeah, cause I, <laughs> like, I, mean, I almost said to you when we started this, do you want to just go full spoilers straight away? But like, I kind of like the idea of holding out because there's a couple of bits we could talk about when we get to spoilers. But it would be yeah, nice just, for it to be scarier and like actually the dynamics of being a vampire be explored and yeah. what because like that didn't really come up till the end and it wasn't even explained and. We'll talk about it in the spoiler section, but like none of that was real. All that they talked about was like, okay, you have a thirst for blood. It's hard to like deal with. Yeah. Uh, well, well yeah. let's talk a bit, bit more about that in spoilers because I do have a couple of points that, I mean, leading off what you're saying there, even building off it, like I feel they could have lent way more into the experience of being a vampire and yeah, 
being like pretty much the only one there. You know, like there was more they could have done with that. So you're right. You're very right in that respect. Um, in terms of the CGI, then we were touching on it a second ago. What the hell was this? I don't know. The smoky '90s Harry Potter Death Eaters were better than what we got. <laughs> it's like. Ten, I don't think they were nineties, man. Well, they were whatever, ten years, twenty years ago, it's better. <laughs> Fifteen years ago, yeah, yeah it's true. Um, I I feel like it was just that like it's a Sony thing, right? Like you've seen Venom, yeah. you know the bit at the end where the two Venoms are just like mashing into each other, and yeah. I, I know they're symbiotes. I'm I'm obviously been facetious. That's what they when like they're like slamming into each other, and then you see the heads like poke out, and it's oh, it's Tom Hardy again. That's what this was. It was just what am I watching? Yeah, and I guess like. There's not like no one likes that. I don't know why no. they keep doing it. I, but there's nothing else to really say about it. I, what I did find interesting though was, at least in my opinion, the facial morphing. Yeah. I, like, yeah what did okay. you think about that? Because I have mixed feelings about that. Like, obviously, no one likes these smoke battles that go on for 20 minutes. No. They're all CGI based, super loud and annoying. Well, it was very technically, f- fairly technically well done. Like, yeah. I, I liked it. I didn't think, I thought when they were doing subtle changes, it was good, like the bit where his where his ear became like a bat ear and it went all sonar. Yeah, I was like, oh, you know what? Actually, like that's kind of interesting. Like that, it's interesting that that's how he how they're portraying this. Like, yeah, it's a visual representation of him being able to use his bat powers in a different bat way. Rate, yeah. His bat powers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about like how their faces got all like morphed when they uh, were? Well, that's the part I didn't really understand. Did they control it, or was it just when they were like losing control? But you know what I mean when they were basically yeah, showing the middle. They were a vampire. Yeah, they, they didn't really explain that. Yeah. It was somewhere in the middle because I think for the Morbius character who was um, he wasn't drinking human when he wasn't drinking human blood, it would come out more. It, it, it was harder for him to control, so yeah. he couldn't quite do it. And when he did drink human blood, I think he controlled it better. I think that's kind of how they were angling it because mm-hmm. he's trying not to drink the human blood. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if the way that sort of escalates if they ever do a sequel, which fuck I hope they don't becomes the fact that he just killed he just killed bad guys. I thought that it was interesting the way they could use it to like use comedy in the scene or like intimidate characters. Yeah, okay. But I also like like about that vampires bound to, I was going to say Castlevania. Vampires <laughs> from like Castlevania and The Witcher where it's more subtle. Yeah, big time. And they could like blend into society and like there's all sorts of lore about them and like it's not like so obvious that yeah. they are ones because their face turns into like this cartoony. Yeah. Well, the Morbius, like, side the Morbius show one, yeah. the Morbius one very much looks like yeah. the comic book Morbius, but I, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of that. I, I guess my point, I kind of feel like it'd be cooler if it was more subtle and they could blend in. Absolutely. And, like, so I think, I hope that's what they do in blade and Marvel. Cause it doesn't seem like this will be a part of blade is a day walk. Blade is a day walk. It's not, but this, this is nowhere near the MCU. We're going to talk about yeah. that at the very end. One thing you, I, I mentioned when I was talking about, Moon Knight was. This is once again set in New York. <laughs> like I was, I wanted to talk a bit about the world building and cinematography, but it's just another thing in New York. Like, how is he not bumping into everything else? Like, the only exception to this actually is um, Venom. Yeah. Other than you know your Moon Knight in San Francisco. Yeah. Where's Moon Knight London? What on it? earth is in London? Like, what on earth? I don't know. Like, what is happening? Like, why is everything in New York? And how are these people not spending all their money on insurance? For all that rent. For yeah, all that rent as well, yeah. So much for it. <laughs> but um, the world building, talking more about that was, I, I just wrote stop trying Sony. Like the, well, they're the, not even trying. That's the that's the part that's stupid. It's they're, like, they're not trying. They're like pretending to try. Yeah. By like, with, well, I can't talk about a lot of it because it's in the post credits. But mm-hmm. like the the whole like you missed the line because you went to go pee or whatever. Which yeah, you know. missed like the worst part of the movie. 
where he's like, I am Venom. And it's in the trailer. It's, in the trailer. it's, like, it's like, why? Like, you don't even know that guy. Like, <laughs> there's literally no connection to like what you're, yeah. you're just doing that to show people that it's in the same world. And they're not actually making it a better movie by being in the same world. And there aren't like, connections other than that, other than the yeah. one throwaway line where they say something about, nope. something about San Francisco. And I was like, oh yeah, that's it's like, we know we're supposed to do this uh, because it makes things better, but we're just doing it. We don't know actually, we don't understand it and how to do it to make it better. Exactly. There's, there's no Kevin Feige. There's no man yeah. in the chair. And I was reading, trying to, trying to see if Kevin Feige had said anything about this movie. And it's, it's interesting how quiet he has been on the whole subject. Yeah. He, he, he said a couple of years ago that he, it sounds like he was trying to distance himself from the Venom verse and mm. the, now Morbius, what it's like Sony produces Spider-Man, something, whatever, whatever, whatever. But they just gave up on the world building. They just went, they just kind of went, well, Marvel's, MCU's done it. So let's just pretend it's similar. Same, same, but different. Yeah. You guys are cool. You guys cool with that? Like the face factor is there, but all the depth isn't. Like that's the. Absolutely. I think in terms of like the movie itself, it, it like disjointed is the word I would use. The characters don't seem to fit the world. Uh, they're not a specific type of vampire that anyone's ever seen before. The humor's awful. The music doesn't fit. There's times when I was literally up to you and I don't laughing. even know. I couldn't name like one bit of music. Well, there was a bit. So it's either horrible or like non-existent. Well, there was a bit when yeah. the music was like swelling to like a big point. But there was like a really stupid like CGI bit. And I literally turned to you and laughed. And I was like, I don't know what to think. Yeah. What do I think here? Oh, totally. So I'm like, this is, this is just completely out. But do you think there were any tones or themes to this movie at all? Like, because I'm no. really struggling. Because, like, I thought there was going to be one where it's, like, you know, limits to, like, what you care, like, opening Pandora's box and, yeah. like, going too far. But, like, then at the end, I, I can't say it without spoiling, but, like, yeah. I, there actually isn't one. Mm. I can't think of one. I can't think of one either. I just put... How not to make a superhero movie in 2001. Yeah, it's almost like enabling. You could talk about like an enablement. Sure. Like enabling his, his mate. But like, anyway. I mean, yeah. friendship. Friendship's a big theme in this. How far you'll go for your friends. Yeah. What, yeah. what? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The limits of friendship. God, it's maybe. bad. Give me, give me your three best and three worst then because. The music, uh, the comedy, and the smaller scale are always the worst. The worst? Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, the worst. I think I only did worst. <laughs> okay, hold on. I, I, I Sorry, my best, the CGI, the plot was too small, not interconnected, though, didn't deserve its own movie. Like, why does this really exist? And then um It's I, baffling. Yeah, I put uh the comedy as in like it just wasn't good. Yeah. Just kept trying to make it funny. Not good at all. Wasn't available. Like it should if you're gonna make a vampire movie, make a fucking vampire movie. Don't make like a halfway Marvel halfway like, oh, there's vampires, but crappy CGI movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a nonsense. And mm -hmm. One thing that's funny about this is you, you, you're aware of my dislike of Gerard Leto and his movies. I kind of feel the we same way We haven't talked you. about him. I, I, I just don't know why I don't like him. Well, this is I so bad. He just bugs me. Well, I, I, did, I did make a note that just said, I think this, this specific movie is the one that has tipped me over the edge. I just don't think he's a good actor. He wasn't bad in it. I just didn't. It, it just feels like unless he's not playing some extremely like marginalized or like fucked up person, he's not mm. really. Which he was in the beginning, like when he had his his blood disorder. Like that was actually probably the best part of the movie. For yeah, him. to be fair, he did, he was believable. Yeah, that's my point. He can only really play these like yeah, that's so severely true. drug yeah. addicted or like you know so interesting. Yeah, like what did he play in Dallas Buyers Club? Where it was really good, like a transgender HIV like drug addict. Yeah, and I was just like, fuck, dude, like you got this part nailed. Like he kills it. Yeah, but he can't play like a normal person. 
But when he had, when he had the when he had the element whatever he, whatever it was called, yeah. and there was wa- there was a scene when he walked down the street with Matt Smith, yeah. and they were bantering, and they were and they were li- it was literally really interesting because everyone was walking so fast by New York, right? Yeah, yeah and, so, he, and, and they, they, and they just were just like along. hobbling along. Yeah. And he, he stops and he makes this joke and he says, "I'll turn around and hobble back that way slowly." Yeah. And I was like, "That's actually pretty funny." No, like like that's... he he's good at that kind of stuff. I think yeah, him playing like a believable character that has like you know a core flaw. Like where, like I've never seen him do that. It's always sure. there's so much going on, and it's yeah. all about the physical nature of the performance, not necessarily just his acting. Fair, actually, well. yeah, that's probably fair. Uh, for my best, I put I feel like it quite similar to a lot of things we've seen recently. It felt like it was filmed on real sets for a lot of it. Like the scene when in the street and people were walking by them, I was like, oh, there's real people in this. <laughs> it's, it's not just four people separated by yeah, each that's other. That's how you're really reaching. Yeah. Uh, Matt Smith was great. I really love that there him. was there was extras yeah, yeah, in this yeah. movie <laughs> on the street. It's a really good highlight of the movie. Like, can you can you guys go watch it? Please go. Watch, uh, <laughs> the, the last one was that it initially felt like you know fairly competently made, but quickly devolved. I did. Yeah, CGI stuff. I liked Matt Smith and Jared Harris. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jared uh, was good. Yeah, and it gets me excited. I already didn't get a lot it. of playtime though. Gets me excited. Not much. Gets me excited for the House of the Dragon. Um, and then is the, he in that? Oh no, Matt Smith. No, sorry, Matt Smith. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and yeah. then like the fact that this is not in the MCU was one of the best parts for me. Oh yeah, had to be. <laughs> yeah, couldn't be in the MCU. Uh, I do have another question about that for you in a moment. Um, uh, worst you said yours. It goes up saying Jared Leto. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm going to skip that because I don't think it, it counts. Uh, the humor, just bad. We talked about it. It doesn't really fit the tone of the scenes it's in for the most part. Like, there's a bit when they're in a crime scene and he's quipping I'm, and there's like a drained of blood body next to you. I'm like, you, w- unless you're at this sociopath level. It should be shocking. Of, yeah. Yeah, like shocking. But you're not anyway. It's almost felt like a CSI scene because of how bad absolutely. it was. Absolutely. Yeah. The CGI was bad and somehow this was boring. Like, how is this boring? <laughs> just like, because there's just like bad CGI, no, like, I don't like. It's harder to say why something's boring. It's easier to say why something's fucking good. Yeah, or there's bad. so many ways that it could be boring, right? Yeah, or really, really bad, yeah. right? It was just done. that was one of my problems. Like, I yeah. like everyone's tearing this to pieces, and I'm just like, it's fine. Like, it's fine for a 2001 comic book movie. Like, it is fine in that respect. Yep. Nothing else. All right. Now we're not going to have our Aquaman question this week. Our usual, uh, our usual rating. The rare time oh, no. where I would say it was better. Oh no, no, I have one for you. A new one for you this week. Now, the real question is: Would you like to see more Beus or less Beus of this character? <laughs> I think I'd like to see less Beus, less BS. Oh, even better, movie. less BS, yeah. less of this character. All right, spoilers from here out. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, so the movie was—I mean, we've said it, talked about it—is basically really predictable, and felt a bit desperate. Um, Smith was the bad guy, right? Yeah, eventually. obviously. We found out his best mate kind of takes the serum after being told not to, because you know Michael Morbius knows the side effects, which are like naturally wanting to kill and hunt. He's gonna blood. become a vampire. Yeah, yeah. and uh, gonna become a dragon. He, he can't because he's gonna die. He's like, "Fuck you! You don't get to decide." And I funded this research, and he takes it anyway. And so Morbius gets blamed for a bunch of vampire killings that are actually kind of Matt Smith while he breaks bad. Yeah. Every bully that bullies him, he doesn't just fight back. He fucking kills them. He drains their blood. (laughs) (laughs) And like full on just, yeah. Just mercs everyone. Yeah, mercs. Like it was like, at first it was believable. 
Well, yeah. But then he breaks bad like very, very quickly and kills yeah. like eight cops randomly for no reason. And you're just like, what? Okay, you're, you're taking this too far. Morbius is essentially trying not to murder people, right? He's trying to be the yeah. good guy and just drink fake blood that he's created in this universe. Whereas Matt Smith is just like, <laughs> let's murk all these Yeah, guys. we've been fucking dicked on our whole lives. Time to like, we're different now. Yeah, like that, that didn't make sense to me. Which maybe like you could get there in the end, but like he got there way too quickly. Yeah, and he murdered Jared Harris. And I was like, that guy's literally taking yeah, care of you. It just feels like that should have been more like a crime of tragic, tragic passion if you were going to do that. Rather than like, Definitely. you're going to die now, which is what they, what they made it. I think, I think one thing I wrote about this was that, you know, the difference between this and even a Venom like, even, like, Venom's the same, right? It's dull. It's a big CGI mess. But at least Venom has, like, Tom Hardy, who's charismatic and can really carry it. Like, all the nonsense and the stuff is coming out of his mouth. You're like, oh, yeah, like, I get it. He's clearly run with this. Whereas it, this, yeah. Leto just doesn't have that charisma. No. And the interactions between, like, Venom and him, himself are, like, somewhat funny sometimes. Like, that's, yeah. It's, very, mean, they, they it's a novel dynamic. Like, yeah. there's not a lot of, like, movies that I think have done that well. Yeah. Um... Which is like basically having inner monologues be voiced. Speaking <laughs> of like like Dune, pretty much yeah. that's what Venom is. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> really um, is. Speaking speaking of that Matt Smith character, like obviously you know he's probably my favorite bit of the whole movie. But you mentioned it when we were talking non spoilers ish. I I thought there was a big missed opportunity in this around their best friends and potentially the Matt Smith character trying to coerce Gerard Leto's. Michelangelo Morbioso into being, you know, like a vampire, you know, yeah. like drinking blood and ha and the subtleties around, you know, him being his best mate and almost manipulating him. There was a there was a storyline there that sh could would should. Where it's like, let's go after bad people. Yeah. Like, we don't need to... But he's secretly just killing everyone yeah, in the background. Yeah, and maybe yeah. he's like... And maybe it's like almost like an addiction thing for him, like yeah. doing the bad people. Yeah. He sometimes loses control of it and also goes after good. Yeah. And it's like Jared Leto kind of pulling him back. It's almost like this drug addiction style storyline. There's so that, much more they could have done with They didn't do that. They, they just literally went, he's a vampire now. They kind of like literally scratched at it a bit yeah. and then just like let it turn into a CGI jerk off. Thing. Yeah, they just went, he's a vampire now, he's just going to kill people. Yeah. And, I, I, and I, I think that's a missed opportunity. That, that could have given yeah. this some serious, no, you're totally right. interesting nuance, which it doesn't really have. But like you say, it did culminate in like a 2001 CGI mess between two equally matched vampires. That's one thing that I hate in these movies is that they're equally matched. Who? How do you win? How do you win in that? Apparently by sacrificing your girlfriend for one last group of blood. <laughs> yeah. I, is that what happened there? That's, that was another missed opportunity. Yeah. I was like, are they going to do this tragic thing where like he, you know, maybe kills his girlfriend because she's on the tanker when he first turns. Oh, yeah. And they didn't or like turns creates her into one well he on, did turn into accident. one in the, he did. but it happens at the end yeah. in this really convoluted way where yeah. like you can't really understand what's happening it, it seemed like it happened because he needed a little bit of extra blood to he beat did. him is that what was he happening did. well yeah. what actually happened at the end of the yeah. movie how he beat him was he unlocked a new Hadouken and he fired vampire bats at him he was like Hadouken yeah he's, he's like, like I get you and he was like come oh. here, here. Yeah, what is, yeah come here how he had him with vampire bats yeah I'm like for a start, where the hell did these all actually come from? No, it's absurd. It's so, it was so odd. It's absurd. Overall. And yeah. I was just like, unlocking new moves, great, but I, I just didn't like it. So you mentioned the uh, Martine character become, like, becomes a vampire. You get like a, a flash of her becoming a vampire. Which didn't, like, it could have been done in a way that was like interwoven into the story. Instead, it was like this random Well, we call moment. all of this. The reason I said this was predictable is every single beat of this movie, we called 
yeah. an hour before it happened. We yeah. were just, I was like, she'll be, she'll become a vampire. She'll, he'll die. And it was just, it was like, which is okay. Cause like all movies have tropes, right? But it's like how you subvert those tropes while doing them or how you do it in an interest. It's like the how is important. Yeah. Okay. And like, they didn't really execute on the how well, as you said with his mate and no with her house. at all, like yeah. to bring gravitas to the story, to get it a little bit of tragic irony or make you more emotive to the, the villain. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. They didn't do that stuff. So it's like a boring movie. Didn't believe the love angle either. The, like, that was, was so So random. Like she obviously Ugh. just wanted his dick the whole time. But you're like, <laughs> like why a, and then like B like, why are you making all these bad decisions? For Ma- this guy? Maybe she was, maybe she was attracted to intelligence. And Jared Leto. He's still good looking. <laughs> yeah, he's a good looking one boy. thing I can give him. Maybe not when he, lo- he looked more like a vampire in the beginning when he had the blood illness than he did at the end when he had <laughs> the weird CGI. I'm True. like, what is this about? True. Well, also like, can we talk about like, what's going on? Like what's going on with him? Like, being all self-righteous. Like maybe this kind of gets into the post-credit scene, so I can... I'll no, no, it's it. fine. We, we, we'll talk about the post-credits if you want. I, I guess, like, him being all self-righteous, like, I gotta kill him. And there's two serum, like, anti-serums. Like, he creates this thing that's gonna kill his best friend because he's like, we can't have, like, if we can't control ourselves, then we shouldn't exist kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, brings two, like, he's gonna kill himself, and then it just never does. Well, I, and then I, in the end of the movie, he, like, teams up with another villain. I wonder if that's yeah. trying to set up a sequel whereby he then has to make the choice whether he kills his girlfriend, his love interest. He would have to, like, very immediately follow up. Like, well, yeah, exactly. yeah. He's like, uh... Me or you? Me well, or there you? There was enough like m- m- like room in the movie to include something like that if you cut all these other dumb parts. Yeah. So it's like that's what they should have probably done. They should have been looking at. But yeah. you mentioned the post credits. Let's touch on them quickly before we wrap up. So there were two, and they neither really made a lot of sense. So what it implied in the first one was that in Spider-Man No Way Home, when they closed all of the uh, portals in the sky, we talked about this on our Spider-Man No Way Home podcast. Go and listen to it. It's actually a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> What, when they closed it, what happened was uh, the vulture Adrian Toomes, who's Michael Keaton, accidentally got swapped universes. Mm-hmm. So he came into the Venom universe, whatever you want to call it, the, the Sony something, something, something universe. And the next one was that he was trying to form a team with Michael Morbius, even though he's a bad guy. Take and Morbius was like was just really self righteous like ten minutes ago. Yeah, so, and like doesn't even know who this guy is. But so, I guess like, if he doesn't know he's a bad guy. But like it's like. We, why would he accept this invitation? Well, he just, my, my, Michael Keaton just say something like, oh, I guess we could do some good together. So maybe he's thinking. But it's just like, again, only doing this because they think this is what Marvel does. Oh, no substance to, yeah. or reality to why this interaction would even trying be. trying to set up a Sinister Six yeah, movie so that I've been dumb. trying to do since. But they don't need to do that in the post-credits. So like, why? Or, or do it in a way that's a little bit more interesting with Venom or something. You know? I just Because that's uh, an established character. Like, in their universe. Like, I don't know. Bad. Yeah. Not good. Not Didn't make sense. How Adrian Toomes got a new uh, outfit. He didn't actually, in the Spider-Man movies, the, the Homecoming, he didn't create that vulture no, it's outfit. All through, uh, it was created by the guy who played the Tinkerer. The Tinkerer, uh, and they needed all the stuff from where did, the where, Infinity War. Yeah, the, where did uh, all the Chitauri tech come from? Yeah, exactly. Makes no sense. It's nonsense. Look, sure. let's do a little bit of trivia before we move on. Um, happy, happy with a bit of trivia? I am. Let's do it. I... My last one's actually quite fun. I quite like the last okay. one. Liverpool in the UK was used... Sorry, this is trivia, true or false. Okay. So you've got to choose true or false. Liverpool in the UK was used as the filming location for the New York scenes. It also doubled as New York in a previous Marvel Cinematic uh, movie, which was Captain America and the First Avenger. Is that true or false? The First Avenger. Isn't he in DC a lot? 
in the first mm. Avengers? Both. No, but the, the New York scenes in the Captain America movie. I don't remember the name. There's definitely one at the end when he's in Times Square. True. I can't, I can't <laughs> honestly remember. <laughs> now, now, you're, now you've convinced me <laughs> to say true. It's actually Manchester. Manchester uh, in the okay. UK was used. Um, and I remember, and I, I said Liverpool trying to throw you. You got thrown by the wrong thing. Okay. Because Liverpool was used in the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson for a uh, lot of the, the Gotham uh, scenes. Got it. Which is kind of cool and kind of interesting that they, I mean... It was obviously a lot easier to film over there because the UK don't give a fuck about COVID rules. So they're just like, yeah, yeah do, just do what you want. Okay, um, number two. Tyrese Gibson was yes. in talks to play a different Marvel character, but actually this time the Marvel hero Luke Cage, who we got the Netflix show for, which is now on Disney, in a big screen presentation of the character in the late 2000s. That seems this is true, true or is this false? That seems true. It is true. Yeah. In the comics... In one of the Marvel worlds, Michael Morbius uh, was actually one of the scientists who gave Luke Cage his powers, which is kind of interesting. So that would be a, an interesting twist, but none of that happened, so that's <laughs> fine. Something that could have been interesting in this movie wasn't in this movie. Yep. Okay, final one. The character Morbius can be glimpsed in a bonus uh, deleted scene from the movie Blade from 1998. Is that true or false? True. It is true. You don't know it's Morbius. It's just because it because the director said that's supposed to be Michael Morbius. But also, they didn't have the rights to use Michael Morbius, so, so they he, couldn't put so it in. All so they just deleted just, it. Yeah, it was just him saying it. Yeah, yeah basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the real question is: Would you want to see a crossover between Blade nineteen ninety eight and this Morbius? Not this Morbius. No, no. it's a bummer though, because it would obviously be a good. Could have been cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I wouldn't like to see a crossover with the new Mahershala, Mahershala Ali one either. That wouldn't be Into, what do you mean? Well, Mahershala, Mahershala, I can't say his name. Oh, so Ali. you're saying the old Blade with this one versus like the new I'd like Blade. to see Mahershala Ali versus Wesley Snipes. That would be fun. Yeah. But the new Blade and Got this it. Morbius wouldn't want to see that either. That, no. would be, that would be fucking terrible. What an awful situation that would be. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a sort of rambling discussion on Morbius. Yeah. We both had thoughts about that film. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot, but definitely. Not a lot of thoughts. Solid. Um, let's jump into a bit of correspondence. We do have a couple of little bits. I'm going to quickly splint through them for you. So social media guy, Lockie, thank you, social media guy, Lockie. He shared with us a trailer, which is coming in 2022. And it is a HBO original TV show called we own this city. <laughs> I recommend going and watching this trailer. It okay. looks sick. It's essentially like, um, corrupt police agents, I think it's New York. I can't remember. Corrupt police agents going around and stealing from drug drug barons when they had the whole war on drugs. And it's John Bernthal who's great. He played mm. the Punisher. He was in The Walking Dead. Yeah, love that guy. This looks really good. This is like a serious drama. Um, I mean, it's HBO, right? It's going to be phenomenal. Most HBO stuff is better than what we just watched for today. Oh. It's, above, it's above average. Everything on HBO yeah. is probably better than Aquaman in yeah. some way. Um, but yeah, highly recommend going away and watching that trailer. Maybe, maybe let us know next week what you think of that. We can come back to it. Sounds good, man. Friend of the show, Ollie, uh, messaging as well at po Podcast Assemble. That's where you can find us if you want to hit us up. He sent us a bit of news that I was actually going to bring up, but I thought as he messaged it, I'd, I'd wait till the end of the show. But um, no, <laughs> he let us know that the Nintendo Switch sequel to Breath of the Wild, actually untitled as of yet, uh, the Zelda game, 
Yep, it's been it's been, it's uh, been pushed until spring 2023, unfortunately. Yeah, well, you get it. Those are big. Games. I'd rather wait and get a better game. They always like that was never announced as that date, was it? It was just like theorized. I'm pretty sure because uh, when they announced, when someone was like, "There's a rumor that it's coming out in like 2022," I was like, "Oh, dude, no way! That game's massive. We would like you mm. too too early with COVID going on." But it's, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad they're pushing it the back. Best. Yeah, All a lot of games that have been pushed usually. I mean. I'd rather than don't do the crunch, right? Crunch is just bad for business. It looks terrible on companies. I don't think Nintendo's famous for crunch, though. No, they're I not. think they just drop things when they're ready. Basically, just like Blizzard and and three, four or uh, Cyberpunks. Uh, what do they do? Which one's that? Oh yeah, CD Projekt Red. Dude, those guys are famous for it. Famous for those it. Those two. Well, the new Witcher game. There's a lot of new news coming out about that too. Uh, final piece of news. Thank you everyone for messaging in. We really do appreciate it. Friend of the show, Luke. We're still on this Batman hype train. People are still know, asking people us about the this. Batman. He said off the back of the deleted scene. Yes. That we talked about last week. Which we talked about last week. Yeah. He said he really wanted Matt Reeve to hold off on having the Joker in it. What did we think? And he hopes it's not as bad as, ironically speaking, the Jared Leto character. I, you know, I did have mixed feelings about it. Like, it kind of feels like if you're, I, I'm glad that you had that scene. But it almost feels like something you should have waited to release until after you, we got our initial real look at the Joker in the second film or the third film or whenever you're going to bring him in. I think it's too soon. I so it it kind of ruins the the mystique of it, right? And the vibe, yeah, um, absolutely. So I, I, I understand that. And I kind of agree. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm actually, I'm down with that. I feel like they could just do with giving him a break. I'm glad they went with the Riddler and the Penguin. Falcone's in it now. Or was in it. I'm, I would have liked them to just give the Joker just a little break. He's in sort of like, I think I, I saw a stat that he's in 80% of all Batman media from... Like, yeah, from like the last 20 years. I mean, like, what else would you use though? What are like some of Batman's he has better so, enemies? Such a huge rogues guy, uh, yeah. So, I guess, like, this for the sake of argument, putting you on the spot, like, I'm trying to remember who else there was, but even the 90s, like, cartoons, a lot of it is the Joker. Well, there's there's a there's a quote from Matt Reeve who would like to do we talked about the Arnold Schwarzenegger version, Dr. Mm. Freeze, which is a bad character in that film, but there's a lot of media, especially the comics, where. He's a tragic sort of, um, he, he's portrayed as this tragic love interest. It seems so cheesy though. But if you cartoony. could do, but, but think, yeah, but if you think about it, he, he managed to make the Riddler less cheesy and cartoony. Like if you could make a character who, I don't know, it doesn't have to be exactly the same. But the Riddler is just a crazy person, right? Like he's not this like well, supernatural, crazy guy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> There's him, there's Poison Ivy, there's so many. There's a Scarecrow who's done really well in the, in the yeah. uh, Nolan movies. There's Bane, who could just be a roided up jock again. There's so, there's so many. I can't, I can't nail them all. Uh, Talia al Ghul, Ray Al Ghul, however you want to say it. Yeah. He has the biggest rogues gallery. Mm -hmm. And uh, the movie actually hinted a lot at Hush, who's a character from uh, a, quite a recent Batman graphic novel who is a guy who grew up with Bruce Wayne mm. and is slighted by a number of things. They have very similar upbringings, but Hush obviously isn't a billionaire. Mm. But he does this crazy thing whereby he essentially um, gets plastic surgery to look just like Bruce Wayne and tarnishes his reputation in public. Mm. And they made a load of hints at that in the movie. There was even the word Hush on screen at one point. And that would be way cooler if this character who was clearly a psychopath in prison could have been something like that rather than just the Joker. Yeah. I don't necessarily mind that they're including the Joker. I just didn't like the reveal. But I can understand why people are like, well, save it. In the actual movie, the two-second yeah, yeah. yeah, nonsense clip. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm with your friend of the show, Luke. But if you guys have seen uh, 
Mike, what did I say? Michelangelo Mobius. So let us know. Let us know yeah. what you thought about the movie. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. Where can they find us? They can find us at thepodcastassemble at gmail.com or podcastassemble on Instagram. They can. Do you want to wrap shoot up the us, show? Yeah, I was going to say, shoot us some memes. Um, <sighs> tell us what you know, you'd know you like to hear about. If, if you listen to the episode, what you like about it, what you didn't, what you liked about Morbius for correspondence next week. Really, if you have the time, <laughs> give us a review. Hopefully it's better than my review of this film, which was, oh, wow. I think my first words were, no, I didn't enjoy the story. <laughs> uh, and, you know, thanks, Lockie, our social media guy. He's going to give us many polls about terrible IMDb photos, which we are full of every, we appreciate every week. It. And I guess to close it out, man, thank you, Tommy. Appreciate thank the time. Thank you, DM. Hated the movie. <laughs> I think I get to pick next week. You pick um, away. Yeah, I think I'm going to assert my, my pick, and uh, it's been real. Tally-ho. Tally-ho.